look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with David Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. You know, Faisal, we get a lot of questions um, about the different kinds of financial products that you can own, and in particular, there's been a lot of um, a press around exchange-traded funds, ETFs. Yeah, so there's been a big push of a lot of investors going into exchange-traded funds for various reasons. Yep. One of the most common themes that I've been hearing from individual investors are um, the cost. Yep. It's cheaper. Cheaper. But not all investments should be seen with this in the same light. There are differences between, let's say, mutual funds who've mm-hmm. had, I think, some negative press in the last little while. Um, they're, they're different than exchange-traded funds. How are they different? Why are they different? Yep. We need to kind of figure all that out. So we should, we should get the experts involved in this. Well, one. that's right. So let's, uh, let's do that. We've got Krista Matheson, head of uh, ETFs and structured products at Manulife Investments uh, with us today in studio. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks very much for having me. So maybe let's just start with what an exchange-traded fund is. Give us a definition so people understand that, and then we'll explore some of the differences. Yes, an exchange-traded fund is basically a portfolio of securities that, rather than you know trade through funds serve like mutual funds, trades on an exchange. Uh, I think there's a lot of kind of misconceptions about ETFs versus mutual funds. There are actually more similarities to mutual funds and ETFs than there are differences. It really is just mostly in the way you transact and the way that the market has evolved with ETFs. Okay, so um, ETFs probably, Faisal, started out with this idea of low cost. They also started out with an idea of a passive index kind of exposure. Um, But as that market evolves, they're Mm -hmm. becoming more sophisticated, more complex, and there's more different types, yes. right? So maybe explain to us a little bit about this notion of where the ETF started, a passive versus active investment, and we'll yep. explore that a bit. Yeah, so I think you're exactly right. So you know, back in 2008, there really were only market cap-weighted passive ETFs. And so that market really has evolved with the new players that have mm-hmm. come into the market. So you've got now more of the newer products getting into things like smart beta, strategic beta, whatever you want to call that, kind of the hybrid between active and passive. And then you've got ETFs that go full active, probably not quite as active as some of the mutual funds um, that you will see, but it is a version of you've got stock pickers rather than kind of the rules-based or straight market cap passive weighted ETFs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think... um you know, Faisal, when people started uh, this, this notion of passive, we should maybe explain what that means. So if you just wanted to get the general exposure, risk, and return of, say, the TSX index, right, you could buy a, an exchange-traded fund that would get you a representation of the stocks in that index. Correct. Okay. And, and as a portfolio manager, I've, I've always said that, you know, there is a, a space for passive mm-hmm. investing. Um the the concept that has been spread around by a lot of people in the media are uh, is that most money managers can't beat the index over a long period of time. Um, that may or may not be true, depending upon the manager and the um, index. Yeah. And the index. More importantly, um, what um, an active manager can do is provide you with less volatility to some degree than just the passive index itself. And that kind of gives a different approach to it when you're transitioning to or living in retirement like our our clients are, like many listeners are on this show. Um, you you have to take that into, into, a, uh, into account. So there are differences from what the reasons are of why you get into those, uh, those investments. Uh, we have now seen more ETFs 
Krista, in the market, and there mm-hmm. are stocks in the market. <laughs> in Canada, <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? yep. And that's that's kind of scary, um, yep. I think, um, because there's so much out there. Yep. Uh, there's so much choice out there. It's very difficult for an individual investor to kind of weed their way through all that. Um, so when, when you're looking at the, the active space, mm-hmm. there's a mutual fund out there, for example, that also has the same type of manager, same mandate to some degree, but also on an ETF. Why choose one over the other? Good question. Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I think it really then comes down to the ease of transactions. So, you know, if you've got the exact same strategy in a mutual fund versus an ETF, uh, the ETF structure is a bit more efficient than a mutual fund. Uh, You do have, you know, and I think we talk too much about the intraday liquidity and the transparency because really, you know, investors should be using ETFs as buy and hold in much the same way that they're using their mutual funds. You know, I think it really then comes down to, you know, whether you want to trade it on the exchange, you have some operational efficiencies with the ETFs that, you know, may not be available on the mutual fund side. Really, that that's the extent of it. But in a, in a mutual fund, is there are they able to invest in a way that you can't do in an ETF? For example, in some mutual funds that have both the ETF version and the mutual fund version, the mutual fund manager can have a certain allocation in cash or other types of investments yep. that you can't get in an ETF. You could have a cash allocation in an ETF, but you know, I think you're right. Like where ETFs don't have the flexibility is in sometimes in those uh, drips and swips and things like that. So you know there are mutual funds that would have uh, structural em- elements of it to make kind of those consistent withdrawals or consistent deposits a little bit mm-hmm. easier. Whereas with an ETF, you would have to buy and sell mm-hmm. the securities. So. You know, really, I think you guys are right, where you need to take a look at the underlying uh, portfolio or the underlying investment strategy of whether it be a mutual fund or an ETF, evaluate it that way, decide whether or not you want exposure to that investment strategy. And then, you know, the wrapper or the structure of it kind of is a secondary is a secondary feature. Mm-hmm. The other thing about the, the fees, we should address that. There are very, yep. very low-cost exchange-traded funds yep. where you get you know, passive index exposure, but not all are really, really low. And I think that's a misconception by people. Maybe you could just comment on on the kind of range that you can see. Yeah. So, I mean, you can have five basis points or you can have, you know, 100 basis points on an ETF. And again, that comes down to the underlying exposure because you can have mutual funds that are, you know, 30 basis points and mutual funds that are 200 basis points. Um, You know, I think if you're going again with the low cost, passive market cap weighted exposure, you need to be prepared that you're just getting market returns. You know, there are some other structures that are kind of the smart beta strategies, which can be kind of those index plus, but then you can go full active and then the fee differential between a mutual fund and an ETF becomes less pronounced. Right. I think that's really important. You know, when we talk about um, an exchange traded fund, a mutual fund, any other kind of structured product there, they are um, products. Right, and they're designed to to meet a goal and an exactly. objective, right? And so, what I would caution investors about making broad assumptions about any asset class or any, sorry, any product, uh, if you will, financial product, is you've got to make sure that the product meets the objective that you're trying to have it accomplish. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and don't drive with just one idea, as in cost or or a geographical location or, or index or whatever it may be. It has to be 
suitable for your situation. Right. It has to fit well, within your your objectives. So, of course, you need to get that advice. You need to get that mm-hmm. that second opinion. You need to make sure you re, you know reviewed the prospectuses and the underlying uh, documents because there are things that you need to be worried about oh, in sure. some ETFs sure. as you have to be worried about in a mutual fund. So, don't assume everything is easy and equal. Um, so, make sure you read the uh, the underlying or have an advisor who's done that as well. And Chris, I'd maybe just like your comments before we finish off the segment. Tell us a little bit about what we're seeing in terms of the trends in the exchange-traded fund market, um, cash flows, those kinds of things. You're, yeah. I, I think it's growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it is growing quite significantly. I would stress that, you know, it's still about one-twelfth the size, the size of the mutual fund business. And, yeah. you know, we hear a lot about, you know, is passive management going to ruin the world and things like that. I think that's probably an overreaction to right. some of the things that are happening. But what we're seeing in Canada specifically is more of an evolution to, you know, rules-based investing or more active investing or fully active investing in ETFs because people are realizing, you know, it's about the ease of transaction, not necessarily just the structure. And I think you're absolutely right that people, you know, you shouldn't pick an ETF just because it's an ETF. You shouldn't not pick a mutual fund just because it's a mutual fund. You actually need to make sure that you're getting value for your money and that you're actually getting something that's going to help you achieve your investment goals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the key point, right? So value only value doesn't come from price, right? That's only one component of it. Correct. Value comes from the achieving the objective that you've set out. And so, uh, you know, what I like is the industry continues to evolve and continues to develop additional products. It gives us flexibility, you know, as yeah, advisors. More tools in our tool people. belt, for gives, sure. Yeah, it gives yeah. investors more tools. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, listen, I think we'll leave it there. I want to thank you very much for sort of demystifying some of the differences between this whole exchange-traded fund ETF versus a mutual fund. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, happy to help. Okay. Thank you. We've been joined by Krista Matheson, head of ETFs and structured products at Manulife Investments. And uh, my friend, before we sign off on this particular segment, we've got to remind everybody about our upcoming seminar and uh, how to build a, uh, an effective retirement plan irrespective of the tools, yeah. right? Whatever, all the tools at your disposal, how is it that you you bulletproof your retirement? And how do they fit in the five-pillar investment mm. strategy? Because that's what we're going to talk about, that approach with those five pillars on Tuesday, September 26, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Join us after the break for a look at real retirement with a recent survey here on Newstalk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.